podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View for the first time ever on time. We've got Ty Bracey here with me tonight and this just goes to show who the problem is. Neil Dunworth, not on the show. We actually managed to start on time. We are here for the post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. If you want to get 10% off everything they have to offer, then use the code hashtag VillaView and you'll get 10% off things such as beer, ale, Villa Ale, kegs when they do them, glasses I think they do as well. So yeah, 10% off everything if you use the code code sorry hashtag villa view ty joins me to talk brighton and hove albion one aston villa two and it was a lovely weekend by the seaside i'm still feeling a little bit tired from it but ty villa win away for the first time this season villa come from behind to win away for the first time since may 2021 doing i am right it appears he knows what he's doing mate an away win just as we're about to go into the break. What more could we possibly ask for apart from to not go into a break? Um, uh, it's very, very Villa, isn't it? To just just get ourselves going. Oh, it's the I first mean, time there's ever been a World Cup at Christmas. I, I had, Early on in that game, though, Dan, I had to question. I had to rub my eyes a little bit and spray a bit of water on my face and go, whoa, is that Olsen in goal? What's going on there? I mean, very I was... Similar. Yeah, I, I mean, early on, I was like, oh, you're having a laugh. I was, like, I, was, I was in tatters. But obviously, you know, what was meant to be, what was meant to be. First away win of the season, how'd you feel about it? Good, mate. Obviously, rare for me to, to see an away victory. Although I think I was at Steven Gerrard's first away game and we won as well. So there must be something about going to the, the first away game of a new manager. And I should say, as excited as we all are, Steven Gerrard did win his first two games as Aston Villa manager. That's me bringing the mood down slightly. But I do feel, you know, this is this is proper under Unai Emery now. You know, the, the way we came from behind. And even at the end, I didn't feel massively worried in, in that away end, I, I didn't feel like we were, we were under huge pressure. I thought we restricted them and saw the game out relatively comfortably, a bit like we did the week before, obviously, with the two-goal two, two goal advantage against Manchester United. It just it, This just feels different. It feels like we could we could be on the verge of something here because Unai Emre is a proper operator. And you, you think, you know, Manchester United at home and Villa have barely ever beaten. You win 3-1. Then you go to Brighton, who've only lost once at home, I think, before before we went there this season. You know, they're, they're two big results, two teams that are, uh, are doing quite well this season. But Villa have won both those games, Ty, and the recovery was excellent. 100%, mate. I mean, I mean, I think someone said in the comments there uh, that Brighton have never beaten Villa at home in the Prem. Um, so it's nice that we've continued that. I also seen something yesterday, I don't know how true it was, but it was something along the lines of that's the first time Brighton have lost a game when they've gone in front in like 19 months, which, you know, oh, really? again is... Is massive, yeah. So, I mean, we we, we put ourselves in a a really horrible predicament very early on, and we we fought back. We fought back. I, I thought Danny Ings was absolutely outstanding, and it was just nice to see him find that form and get comfortable with the players around him and, give, and be given those chances to score. So, you know, to to come away with three points just before we go into a break, Danny's is a thing of beauty. 
And, you know, Villa obviously suffered a, a few heavy blows before the game because you've got Ollie Watkins missing completely with sickness. Yeah. You've got Leon Bailey, who's been in sparkling form, only fit enough to be on the bench. So that takes away your two quick players straight away. I mean, that must have been one of the slowest sides that's ever lined up in the Premier League. Like last night, there was, there was no pace. Sorry, yesterday. There was no pace in that side whatsoever, apart from, from maybe Jacob Ramsey. But Unai Emre adapted his game plan and he spoke after the game about tr- trying to get more, more out of Danny Ings and trying to play a style that would suit Danny Ings more. And, you know, you've seen John McGinn get beyond the forwards, which is exactly what you want to say. I thought McGinn was really good yesterday and he was a big part of Villa yeah. seeing the game out as well. You know, he's, he can be sloppy in possession, yes, but you saw more of the things that McGinn was good at yesterday, pressing, winning the ball back, using his strength to keep hold of the ball at the end and getting beyond the a front player, getting into the box and winning a penalty. You know, when was the last time a Villa central midfielder was in the box winning a penalty? It must, must have been a long time ago. You know, even though he's kind of playing... Yeah. from a wide position, John McGinn. He, he affected the game. It, it was good for him yesterday. He got a good, he got a good evaluation from the Villa fans at the, at the end yeah. of the game as well. That will give him a boost because I know he's been been low on confidence and, and suffering a little bit. You know, yeah. just even that we've had to make a few changes without without Watkins and Bailey, we've still won the game. Yeah, I mean, the, the comments on John McGinn we'll, we'll touch on first there, Dan. It's... It's collectively, I mean, John McGinn is a high work rate player. He does put a shift in the majority of the time, but he's collectively got the rest of the team doing that with him. We're playing a very high line. There's a lot of press when we're out of possession. So it's not, it probably reflects on him in a good way that we've got the rest of the team doing that around him. I mean, we definitely, um, Ollie Watkins is missing, you know, because he's massive on the press up top. Um, but it showed that we, we, we didn't need him yesterday. We, we got away with the three points. Um, what else did you mention? Sorry, what did you say? Leon Bailey, yeah, Leon Bailey yeah, not being there that was tough as well, yeah, especially because he seems to be finding a little bit of form. So, I'd love to see a solid 90 minutes out of him, but again, it's nice to know that we can do it. You know, it's not doom and gloom if he's not in the starting 11, so it's nice that he's getting what he can out of the, the, the squad that he's currently got. But you know, we, we have got some work to do going into this World Cup, I, I do think. Most definitely, yeah, that'd, that'd be signings. We're, we're a couple short. He needs kind of a player for players of a couple of players of his own vision. Emery, we need a wide player, and I think we need a we need another striker up there as well. But you know, we you mentioned it at the start, we couldn't have got off to a worse start. 50 seconds in, I mean, people were still walking in in, in the away end, or there was people who walked in after the goal had, got, had gone in. Yeah, but you know, we're, we're playing that, that that type of football out from the back that. That can cause you problems if you if if you're not up to speed with it. I don't think we're quite ready to to be playing that way yet. But fair play, you know, Emre's got his got his the way he wants to play, and he tried to implement it. We got caught out. The more I've seen that back, the more it looks like a bit of a foul to me. But it was a bad pass from Martinez. Put put Louise in trouble. He got pickpocketed, and I actually didn't think it was a great finish from Alexis McAllister either. It looked looked a bit like Martinez dived out the way of it. A little bit, but you know, you go you go one nil down, and you're thinking we're in a bit of trouble here. But then, to be fair to them, they continued to play that way, and it, it didn't always look comfortable. But in the end, I think it, it did cause uh, brought in a, a couple of bits of problems when we did get out and we did we did beat their press. We we created a few chances. We sometimes went a bit direct over the top as well and got in behind. I think Ings made a little run on the left hand side at yeah, one point yeah, in the yeah. first half and, and and nearly got in. There was another attack that that Ramsey had a shot that got deflected over. So as much as it was making me a little bit uncomfortable in the away end, I think the main reason it was making me uncomfortable was because we'd already got picked off from it once. Yeah, and 
playing out from the back it requires a, a high level of composure in especially in you know modern high pressing football that's you know quite common within teams nowadays um and, and we really did get caught out by it and that was obviously massive to go one nil down but it was it was the response to it you know very 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 often we see us go one nil down and heads go down. You know, even early on that does happen. Well, you know, it could, a lot of the time it's game over, isn't it? It's game, it's game over if you yeah. go one down. You wait. Yeah. The so yeah. So to to see that fight, it, it was just massive. And another thing that was massive for me was I've always felt like Danny Ings hasn't necessarily been part of a, the issue. I think that we've feeding him has been part of the problem and he hasn't, you know, he doesn't miss a huge amount of no, chances agree, yeah. when he's in front of goal, but you know, it's giving him those opportunities and Danny Ings, he's a, a, a top premier league striker, mate. He is. And I know the numbers, you know, if you probably had a little look on, if there's people on Twitter doing a little comparison on the premier league app or on Wikipedia or whatever, he probably doesn't look good on paper at Villa, but, there is a goal scorer in there, and if he's given opportunities, mate, he's going to score goals. It's as simple as that. I think if you look at his numbers, actually, over the time he's been here, they're not—they're probably better than you think they are. If you looked at goals and assists, you know his goal contributions, I reckon, are, are pretty high. He's already on five now this season. Scored scored a couple of penalties, yeah, but he's, that's two doubles he's he's got now. You know, he's oh yeah, he's this season. Yeah, this season, but I mean collectively, given no, more even last season, I think his numbers were pr- were pretty good if you looked at them. They'd be better than you thought they were. Okay, but I still think that the service has been a massive problem to him. Yeah, Dan. Of I, do, I do believe that they might be okay, but they they could be a lot better. I really do believe that they could be a lot better, and that all comes down to service, doesn't it? But Emery's the man to, you know, if he's playing Ings, like he did yesterday, and he spoke about after the game, Ings has played, so he's played in a different way to how he would if, if Watkins was playing at front. I think that's been a problem. Now, whoever's been playing up top, whether it be Watkins or, or Ings, Villa wouldn't change the way they'd played. Like, they still knock yeah. hopeless balls into the channel for Ings to play, which isn't isn't his game at all. You know, you want him in the box, being on the end of things. And, you know, yes, he scored a penalty, but he sniffed out that, that second goal. Bit of composure yesterday. And, you know, that second goal as well. It's massive, you know, adversity for the first goal. Louise stands up and then does the exact same thing to the player that's done it for him to him at the start yeah, of the game, yeah. wins the ball back and you get a goal from it. And, you know, that's the kind of resilience that we have not seen from Villa and the kind of reaction from Villa that we ha- we have not seen over the last few years. It's not been there. And you could you could see it's in Louise's celebration how, how much it meant to him. You know, little things like that, they are the kind of things, Todd, that, that haven't been there for Villa over the years. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was just nice to I feel like a consistent Villa came out again, like it did against Man United at home. I felt like the, the same team came out in the first half and the second half. A team, we, you know, we were fighting in both halves of the game. I mean, obviously, after we had gone 2-1 up, Brighton were, were all guns blazing. So, I think the, the, the way we defended was massive for me, Dan. And that, I think that was a, a massive thing and really important is how well we dealt with Brighton coming at us when we were in the lead, you know. Yeah. Emery's tactics, he, the, the substitutions, he, he adjusted to the play of the game and that, that's massive for us, you know. How often do you see frustration talking about substitutions and, you know, we need a sub, we need a sub, we need a sub all the time and he, he reacts instantly to the play and you, you can see that in his changes, mate. So, uh, as soon as we've gone 2-1 up, I think, did he bring Ashley Young on not long after yeah, we, we went kind of went off. to, I watched match today too this morning, we, we kind of went to a... Kind of hybrid three, three at the back. So Ashley Young was was t- well, actually it was more of five at the back. Ashley Young was coming and kind of playing as a 
as a right back, Luca Dane as a left back, and Cash kind of tucked inside. And that's the thing with Villa when, when they defend. I noticed this on Thursday against Manchester United. When they're defending, they were defending a line of at least five. So Ramsey was the one who was who was dropping into defending and who Ashley Young was moving inside on, on Thursday. And if it's down the other side, the left back will move inside and the left winger will, will drop in. I think that's why McGinn was so effective because he's kind of good at that kind of yeah. thing. Let's face it, under Gerard, he was very used to having to cover full-backs off. So just that we saw the game and we, we, we stopped Brighton from being able to do what they wanted. They passed from side to side, get to the one side, realise it wasn't on pass again there was no room in behind us either because the, the line was so was so secure and at the right the right distances between each other and the right distances away from the penalty area yeah. as well so it's just satisfying to you know eight minutes of stoppage time you think well we all know what, what's going to happen here this is this is so villa <laughs> Play I think Levi PTSD, Col- man. yeah i think <laughs> levi cole will probably should have scored that header or at least hit the target near the end you know that that was a good chance but other than yeah. that we, did, we didn't really give anything up we didn't we didn't really give but they didn't really create anything of, of any real substance. And we, we sort the game out relatively comfortably with, with the locks and McGinn of the pitch and he was buying free kicks on the, on the touchline as, as well. And you know, that's a great three points away at Brighton. And, you know, as from a new start from, from a manager, six points from them two games is absolutely brilliant. I do just want to bring in the, there's been a few really good comments actually, as, as we've been yeah. talking to us. AVFC yeah. Stata. I've noticed the blue tick on uh, on Twitter. AVFC is that? I don't oh, don't don't start that. digging people out. I think out, I've man. noticed that. Don't uh, start. Thir- don't. That's not very there, nice. There we go. Thirteen goals and six assists in forty-four <laughs> yeah, Premier League and, games. And that isn't that. a bad. And that isn't a bad turnaround. No. It's not. But I do think Danny Ings has the capability to have that in a one-in-two game. I, I really yeah, do. Finisher. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you get count goal contributions, that is nearly one or two. But I do genuinely think he can have a. a he can get that down to one and two. I really do, mate. But for a signing that you probably wouldn't say has been a success so far for Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are, they they yeah, stack they, up, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, they're not bad. They're not they're bad. Decent number. I doubt many forwards have got... Oh, that must be in there. Hopefully I, I just think he's up. got that in his locker. I think he's got a one and two in his locker. But that must be, for terms of goal contributions for Strider, because that yeah, must I be in the top yeah, 10, well. let's say. I mean, to be fair, I'm surprised at how I, I didn't realise it's actually not as bad as I thought it was. You are, you are right, Dan. No, no, because on the face of it, 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 people talk about it like it hasn't been a success, and I don't think it has, because he's, he's spent a lot of time on the bench. He's, he's been in, in and out of the team, but for the, for the games he has played in, they're, they're, I think they're, they're, they're really strong numbers. I, I think they're really good numbers for, for, from yeah. Danny Ings. And yeah, they Wilson, are, yeah. Wilson Tron says... This is the formation that suited Ings at Southampton. It will work in his favour, and I also think it may get the best out of Watkins doing again. Because even though it, it feels weird, because we're kind of out of possession, our plan of our plan of four four two. So Brenda is very very close to Ings when you were def- when we were defending on um, on on Sunday. You are kind of playing a four four two when you're defending. You haven't got a winger in sight on, on the pitch, and there's only one striker. So on the face of it, it shouldn't work, but it, but it does work. Uh, Unai Emery's got something in. He drills his team so well. He must go through everything with with such meticulous detail that the players know what they should be doing on and off the ball. And the fact yeah. that he's managed to implement that so quickly at Villa across the across the two league games. And I didn't think we were horrible in the in the cup game either. I think we had, we had a few issues at the back and with the goalkeeper. But I, I didn't think. And we considering were there were seven changes, Dan, I you know I think we give Manu a good game. I'd like to say their depth is probably better than ours. You know, I'd like to say they've got you know, more quality off the bench than us in terms of the grand scheme of the size of their squad. So for us to, to, to fit in that game, I, I don't think we were, you know, massively bad uh, against no. Man United as a collective. Um, David Starr said in the comments, Emery has used all 15 subs available to him so far in the three games he's managed, which I, again, 
something that we didn't didn't really see, which I thought was massive. It was nice to see Cameron Archer get a run because he gave some legs as well. He really did. He was he was putting the pressure on when we were out of possession. Um, so again, it was good to see him get some minutes in in the prem. Absolutely going into uh, going into a break. Yeah, I mean, Gig Shana saying it's a four four two in possession. It's definitely a four four two hour possession. It's really hard to gauge what it is at times. I think it actually probably changes three or four times through through the game as, as well. But when <laughs> yeah. when we're attacking, there's the, obviously there's the back four. You know, the full backs have have nowhere near as much license to go forward as they did under Gerard, and that wasn't working for us at all. You then got the two central midfielders. It was Louise and Kamari. and it's great having Kamara back. Oh, back. I love them such as a two. A, you know, such a good player. Those two is technically. I know. I know. Den Donker hasn't really stepped a foot out. No, it's you harsh. know, he, he's been great. But I just them two together. If I could have two Dan together, yeah. oh, that's a classy man. midfield. That is a classy it is, and they're both so young and so got such bright futures ahead of them. I just I'm absolutely chuffed to pieces that we've got them two together. We just haven't really experienced it, have we? So no, was, uh, two midfielders nice good on the ball. Both good yeah, on the ball. Absolutely. Kamara wins the ball back a lot, a lot as well. He's very, he's very good out of possession. He'll, he'll, he'll press and win that ball. He sometimes goes a bit higher up than you might expect him to as well for a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Presses, he presses really but well. He, come, he, he comes back. He does yeah, put the yeah, legs in as well. And, and we've needed that in the middle of. The, I've always felt like that there's been a little bit, bit of a hole um, in the middle of the field. So nice to have that. It really is. Yeah. So you've got the full back four and then the two defensive midfielders sit, sitting in front. It's almost like a four-two-two-two. I've got too many twos there. Four-two-two-two. When, when I think when you when you're actually attacking because the kind of McGinn and Ramsey were, were coming inside and, and that's what the goal yeah. came from that's what the first yeah. what the penalty came from McGinn could come in inside and um and, and getting brought down you know that was a definite penalty do you think what's Adam doing there oh this is fancy what's this you something like this certain managing football game it looks very much like, very much like it a bit hard the six yeah it kind of it, that almost looks four two four yeah <laughs> Well, four, yeah, four, I mean, two, this you... is the thing. Like I just said, there's so many changes in the game. Yeah, in itself. and out of possession. Yeah, you know, it, it, it changes. It's very, very fluid. But did you? What did you think of their penalty? Obviously, I can't decide. It depends what angle you look at it from, doesn't it? I mean, I'll be honest. If it's the other way around, I'm Wait, screaming. screaming. I'm screaming. But swings and roundabouts, mate. The same thing happened to us last year with Trezor Gay. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, it was very well, similar to that one. It, it is what it's just nice for it to be in our favour for once, where because VAR are looking at it. And I genuinely thought, I'll be honest, I'm on the fence. I neither think it was a penalty or it wasn't a penalty, but it was just nice for it to be in our favour for once, Dan. And, you know, I can see both sides of the argument. Um, I'm sure, but VAR have looked at it and I thought, here we go, VAR are going to look at it and we're going to get stumped here. But it didn't happen. If it had been given, I don't think it would have been overturned. That's Do you know? So. No, I don't you think, think if he sent him to the to the camera, he's I don't think they would. Have, I don't think they would. Have oh, sent you don't him think him. they would? Have, I think no. they'd have looked at that and said, "Okay, fair. It's not a clear and obvious error penalty because you could debate it was a penalty." So I think they'd probably have just said it was a penalty. But but the clear and obvious side just so annoying, Dan, because we we measure offsides by millimeters. Do you know what uh, I mean? So it's just there's no consistency in it, and I can completely see why Brighton are frustrated. But I don't care. We've got three points. Get over it. I mean, this tells you everything you need to know. We're saying some of the the comments. The comments. So the, never the a last pen. Two, the last two pen. comments are <laughs> nailed on pen. Sorry, from David Styles. And then the next one is Danielle, never a pen. So it's like we got 
It is, it is tough to give, but I honestly yeah, don't think that would be... it's about time, Dan. It's about time. How many times have we sat here and been frustrated at a, a, a level of officiating to do with us? So it was nice to be oh, on the other foot. I mean, the seven the seven yellow cards. Oh, man, the I mean, he, he were, there were... Fl- I mean, there was times at the... You know, in the first 20 minutes of the game, I was like, that's a yellow. That's a yellow. And then... Oh, I didn't think it was a game, game was like, at all. Well, it just got a bit tense towards the end, didn't it? That was, that was the a problem. Just we lost were, his head. We, yeah, but we were frustrating them. We were slowing the play down. You know, we were we were slow on our goal kicks. And Emmy's Emmy's massive for that. And you know, again, that's another thing. If it was against us, I'd be absolutely fuming. How many times, you Oops, know, do you it? shout at a goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah, but it's nice to have that for us for once. Yeah, Philly game's the game. Philly D saying lots of people saying we're dirty, time wasting, time wasting team. Sorry, and I don't give a crap. I think that's yeah, but you know, it's all about mentality as well, Dan, isn't it? And it's frustrating to play against a team that's slowing the game down, killing any momentum that they're building up. It's frustrating, but it is what it is. Tactics in football, get over it. Sometimes you do. You know, I didn't think we were brilliant yesterday. Sometimes you do have to win a bit ugly. You know, the win against Manchester United was we won that plan really good football. Everyone enjoyed. Everyone enjoyed what they said saw from Villa that day. We completely dismantled their press, and we. Probably could have could have won by more. I think even I've said it before. Even most Manchester United fans would say we deserve to win that game. Arguably, we didn't deserve to to, to win yesterday. But that's a proper away from home performance, and a proper away from home three points, isn't we? You know, when the Brighton fans are going home and they're frustrated because they've probably been been shit out a little bit. It's not what 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 you want as a home fan. You don't want to see a goalkeeper time wasting, falling on the ball, players going down with cramp and, and injuries and stuff. But Sometimes you've got to do that to get three points. And Villa have been nowhere near nasty enough over, over the years. Yeah. Especially look, since we've been returned to the Premier League. We've not been Absolutely. nasty enough and we've not had that, that streetwise edge. And we've, you feel like we've got that a little bit. Emmy Martinez is a, is a big part of that. He's, he's someone who really knows how to how to grind things out and how to work. Oh, yeah. Time. He, he told a ball boy off last week. When yeah, we played yeah, Manu at home, yeah, he, he gave him a bit of a, hey, don't give me the ball. I don't want the ball and I, I rate him for it. And you bang on, Dan, we have been a bit soft with stuff like that. So, But how many times have people won ugly against us, Dan? Do you know what I mean? Both loads. Exactly. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad that we're, it's just football, isn't it? At the end of the day, it happens to us all the time, you know. So it is what it is, mate. Yeah, I've seen Villa lose ugly a few times as well as some really, really ugly losses Villa have had over. Just a quick bit of admin just been alerted that the purity code seems to have changed to Villa View. There's no hashtag anymore. So if you do want some purity, maybe try the code without the hashtag. Adam's going to have to do some work on the uh, the old on-screen branding there because that, that's gonna, that's wrong now by the looks of things. Come on, purity. You've got to let us know stuff like that. So is there anything else you want to want to cover from the game? I think, you know, I think we've, we've spoke about most things now and just, just a great day. I just wish we weren't going to, to the World Cup now because, but yeah. on the flip side of that, you know, it will, because we haven't got many players going, it will be good for Unai Emery to, to have time with the players. They'll have a week off and then they'll head off to Dubai and have a, have a warm weather training camp. You know, that will be good because you see what he's done with very little time between games. You see what he's implemented. You know, if he's given a bit of time with these players. On a here's, here's a question basis. for you, Dan. Say again? What, what, so, so what do you think the, the next month looks like for, for Emery and, and Villa while, while the World Cup's going on? What, what do you think he's doing? Do you think he's, you know instilling his style of play more into the team? Do you think he's looking at the transfer window? Um, things got one eye on the transfer window opening. Do you think do you think those things are coming? Yeah. 
Well, he won't. I mean, he will have a say in the signings. Ultimately, he'll, he'll have probably identified some players that he wants, but he won't be working away at that because that, that's not really his job. That that's for someone else to do. But I think if you're an Aston Villa player for this next month, you're probably going to wish you'd gone to the World Cup because I think you're going <laughs> to. I think you're going to be worked very, very hard. And I think when we come back for that friendly against Villarreal at the um, after after the World Cup, I think we we'll, hopefully we'll see we'll see some signs because you know we've but we've been impressed by what we've seen already. And that's with very yeah. little time, as I say, between other games have come. He's had three games straight away. As soon as he's come in, he hasn't had time to do anything. But there's already these visible changes. Imagine what he can do with, with a bit of time. I think the players are going to be training hard. I think they're going to be a lot, watching a lot of video footage and doing a lot of analysis. You know, I think if you're a Villa player, you'll have wished you'd have got called up for your country because I think they're going to be very, very busy. Well, if they're playing outside, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some you know, nice air-conditioned facilities. But um, my best friend uh, moved to Dubai a couple of months ago and he plays football at a decent level and he says that the heat is just outrageous. Um, so with them going to Dubai, uh, I think I agree with you there. I mean, the World Cup isn't going to be much better, um, but th- I think there's going to be a lot of physical in there, isn't there, in the in the training side of things? It might work to our advantage. Do you remember when we got to the COVID break and that kind of worked to our advantage because we kind of hit a reset and tried to implement something different because we've changed manager and he's actually had a few games as well. So the players will be on board already with what Emery's doing. You can tell that. They can tell that they're they're on board with what he's doing. You hear what they're saying in interviews. They're they're all in on Emery at at the moment. So having this this time now, it it could really be a benefit for Villa. We're going into this break, having picked up six points, moving up the table. Now we can start looking up rather than than looking down, which is something we haven't really done so far this season. Those players are going to go away, be be drilled. And when they come back, because we haven't got so many players going away for for the World Cup, I think we can hit the ground running. We've got difficult games when we come back, don't get me wrong, but... I think we can take. I haven't looked at our fixture list actually for when when we come back off the World Here Cup. Here it comes. I tell you oh, what, who's this Adam, new producer? Adam. Who's this new producer? Where are the badges though? Badges gone. Oh, there they are. There, there they go. go. You know that isn't. You know the first two there are, are, are pretty tough. Pretty tough, tough games. Liverpool and Spurs. Liverpool especially haven't really been d- done as well as they would like. Wolves so far on a Wednesday season. night. Villa Park under the lights. Inject yeah. it. That is going to be top class. But we can I take we can take advantage that. of the fact you know the first two teams. Spurs in particular, I think I've got a lot of players at, at this World Cup. If we can come back and hit the ground running because our players have all been together and they've all worked with Emery and, and, and his ideas. Are haven't haven't Man City got Liverpool two days after the World Cup final? I've got to they have, Or is it Man City who are playing two days after the World Cup final? It might be them playing each other. I can't remember off the top of my head. You know what my no, I don't like? know. I don't know. I just know what I know what our fixtures are. That's all, that's all I've got in my head. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's going to be a lot of tired legs after that World Cup, Dan. I think yeah, it's, we're, it's, it's, quick, it's a quick turnaround. Yeah, you're going to oh. see a lot of squad rotate. So, what do you reckon then? Out of them five games, points? Do you Can we get them back up? Get them back up, please, Adam. So, you got Liverpool, Spurs, Wolves, Leeds, Southampton. I'd take nine if I was offered it now. 100%. I, I think nine's doable there. I don't want to be too com- overconfident. Uh, the, I don't the moment. think that is a couple of games. I don't. Brighton are banging form. They're, they're playing some good football. We, we've beat them. Um, we've beat Man U, you know, which are. Hit and miss. Um, the difficulty Spurs there, are... not not difficulty, but there's three te- the three teams that you look at those three games. I think that's a good chance for nine points if if we play well. They've all got new man. The Leeds could very well have a new manager by then. You know, Wolves have got a new manager. Southampton have just appointed a new manager. It depends what what they do. They'll probably be thinking the same thing as us. A bit of time on the on the training pitch with with the new manager. So yeah. there's no easy there's no easy games. But we play a lot. We did against Manchester United, Villa Park. We can we can beat Liverpool. Liverpool haven't been at it. As, as much as they have been in the previous years so far this season, there's every chance we can 
if Emery comes up with a game plan, which he's very, very good at that we already know, there's no reason why we can't beat Liverpool on Boxing Day. There's no no reason why we can't beat Spurs either. But yeah, between seven and, and, and ten points. Yeah, there's there's some seven there's some seven and tens in there. I think seven minimum uh, from Dean is is bang on. I'd say I'd take seven minimum there, Defo. Yeah. Well, look, you know, we've won his first home game. We've won his first away game. It's 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 the perfect start league wise for an Emery. So I'm really excited for us to come back already. That does us for this this week. This does us for tonight's show. This God month. knows when we'll be back. What's going on? <laughs> for yeah, the, well, for well, this I'm, month. <laughs> I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll do some stuff. I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll get some stuff going on. I'm preparing to move house at the, at the moment, but I will get myself set up as quick as I can. I'm sure we'll do some content in the in the break. I don't think we'll, we've got. We did uh, some a World Cup some World Cup content the other day, didn't we? With Luke, that'll be up on the channel. In the next yeah. few days, I'm sure we'll we'll get that up in there. Mainly talking about England, to to be fair, just talking about how we see it going for England. So watch out for that because that should be out at some point this week. But we'll be back. We'll have some shows. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about Villa. I'm sure there's, there's plenty of stuff that we can do. Do a show with Neil about all the players from Macedonia that he wants us to sign. I'm sure we get Neil to talk about some uh, some scouting feedback. Yeah, just get we'll him get... and yeah, just get him on here, mate. You'll be yeah, Neil. Neil, why scout Neil? We'll get we'll get him on. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> thanks ever so much for joining us tonight. Thanks to Ty and Adam for their work this evening for the channel. So as I said, don't know when we're going to be back. Thanks to Purity as well. Ten percent discount code. I don't know what it is anymore. It could be hashtag Villaview. Could just be Villaview. So try one of them, and you should get ten percent off. I almost felt like I should say have a good Christmas, but I'll de- one hundred percent make sure that we'll get some content out before Christmas. So I won't say Enjoy the World yet. Cup. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Enjoy a winter the World, World Cup. Cup. I can't imagine we'll see one of them again in our time. Well, maybe, I, but... I hope not. This should. I mean, it shouldn't really be happening, yeah. should it? But I'll it watch, is what obviously. it is. I'll watch every game, I'm sure, but it really shouldn't be happening. And yeah, it's just really, really strange. But yeah, thanks for, thanks for everyone that's tuned in live tonight. And hopefully if you're catching up, you've enjoyed it as well. Only one thing left to say, up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.